Hello, coconuts! Today in TFC Stock Geek Out, we're going to explore different segments and parts of a new popular trend, economic, social, and governance investing. We dive into the nuances of what it means to invest in such an ESG stock or fund. We also go further to understand what it means to be an ESG investor and if we want to invest with a cause or purpose. Joining me today is Billy Toh from Prosperous by CGS CIMB Securities. He's an investment coach with stints as a financial journalist and asset management. For reference, this episode was recorded on 20th April 2022. Our discussion today is solely for education and entertainment purposes. It does not serve as any form of advice or recommendations. Thank you for loving what we do, and please subscribe so we can get even bigger guests. Now, let's geek out! Hey Coconuts, welcome back to TFC Stock Geek Out. Today we have Billy Toe and we're here to talk about ESG investing, right? What are the different aspects of ESG, right? And Billy Toe here will take us through that today. Now, Billy Toe started off actually in asset management in GE, uh, then actually went on, uh, what he told me was he went on and became a journalist during the 1MDB saga, right? Because he was very interested in that. Why the jump in, into journalism? So, right? I, I think the idea is that, you know, I always believe that investing is, you know, capable of making a difference. My strength is still in uh, analytics and on companies and all that. So I still do pretty much what I did uh, back in, in investment bank. But the difference is, of course, when you talk to uh, the journalists and there are exposures, there are contacts that you talk to and you see how things are, you know. A lot of times you hear a lot of people that talk about um, you know, governance issues, but when they are put on front, you know, on media, then they will say, ah, oh, we don't have a comment. I mean, I understand the, the reasons for that, the complication behind some of those stuff, you know, sensitivity of it. But I think at the end of the day, um, when we talk about investing, um, there is a need to ensure there's an integrity in, within it so that the, the trust to that institution will not be broken. That's fair enough. And I think that's a very good lead and segue into, into ESG. Yeah. What, what is ESG investing? What does it stand for? You know, ESG, the E stands for environment, S for social and G for governance. Basically, the three pillars of the investing philosophy. But I think when we talk about ESG investing, we have to look at two types of investors. I think there are one type of investors who are more keen on uh, making money. That's the end game, which I understand, which is perfectly fine. You know, that's fair. Um, but if you are that type, you know, if you are that type of investors, then the, the idea is to look at ESG as a thematic play rather than looking at meaningful changes in how you invest your money. So I think for this group of investors, the best way to look at it is that um, you must realize that, you know, um, the views of ESG is actually very fragmented. You know, I mean, at this current juncture, there isn't any universal definition for, you know, on how you value ESG. Um, we can't really quantify in a sense. So you probably wanted to look at what these funds are buying into because that's an easy way for you to really uh, tap on the trend. If I am just looking to make money, why is this ESG thing an important thing for oh, me? Oh, it is important in a sense because um, I, I think there is a voice right now. I think the millennials have rise up and, and I think they are making a lot of noises, whether for better or not. Millennials take action to boycott certain products so they will not buy certain products that they, you know, that they dislike. I mean, you look at oil and gas companies, I'll just give this industry because this is easy. I think it's hard to invest in the oil and gas uh, sector now. I mean, oil price is high, but even if, I mean, there's not a lot of yeah. investors that would dare to put in a lot of money in oil and gas companies. Reason being because um, there's a lot of boycott or protest against um, issuance of new license for exploration and all that. So, so you can see it actually does play a very important role because I think the society is changing in a sense, especially with social media. 
So whether is if if you want to do good, you can actually amplify it very easily. So the same goes with, yeah, absolutely. So so ESG has a very important role right now because I I think if your company is you know caught in a certain scandal and stuff like that, you know then then it would actually backfire to you. And and there are examples that we have already seen. So so it's very important for for investors to pay attention on on this news. Yeah. The main focus will still be the profit. The bottom line, you know, how much a dividend is being、mm. given now. So it's not so much on you know how much is being paid to the employees and stuff like that. So the the focus will still be very much on the return on equity. You know the usual metrics that investors look into. I mean, let's let's dive down into that second segment, right? Because investing for and some coconuts out there and have written to us because they want to know a bit more on how do we go about if I want to make a difference while investing. Honestly, I I actually classify myself as the second type of investor. The difference is more on how you generate value. But I'm just gonna go to ESG first. So if you look at the ESG, it actually sums up all three things that are very different from one another. They talk about environment, they talk about social, they talk about governance. But these three things are very different. So if you lump it all together, you know, into a single bucket, it's actually just a lazy way to address a very complex and distantly related challenges. Now, just give an example、um, close to my home, Malaysia. So if you look at,、um, I think the plantation sector in Malaysia, there is quite a bit of hit because of the ESG issue with on you know forced labor, the effect of production of palm oil to the environment. So so there are things that that in a sense、um, affect some of the share prices of those companies. Now having said this, I I know that there is you know studies on the negative impact of on palm oil to the environment. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying that it's not. An easy answer to say whether it's good or not to invest in these companies because these companies provide、um, employment to you know、uh, developing countries like Malaysia, Indonesia. So there are a lot of people that depends on plantation companies to survive. We have to do a a, a certain disruption, you know, to just stop entirely. I I think that is um I think that's careless. I think that's reckless, and I think. Um, most companies will disagree with this、uh, shift, not because of profitability itself. It's because of the impact. Because while it saves the environment, it actually harms the social side、mm. of things. Because、um, there are a lot of people that depend on it for employment, for jobs, for for their livelihood. Now,、um, if you really wanted to do that, then we have to be fair. Then we have to look at countries, developed countries. You know, I mean, we know that in in the past during the、uh, re- industrial revolution.、Um, The Europe, European continent, as well as the US, they depend greatly on the usage of coal and all that. So we probably want them to pay their fair share to actually support that shift, right? Which I think is still lacking. So, so when we talk about、mm. you know investing in in, in on on ESG itself, is is not is not a simple answer. And I think investors need to look at what they want. Like I I don't necessarily look at it as just the ESG. I think it's how you want to make a difference. So if let's say. You want to empower women, right? So you probably so. want to invest in companies that empower female. You know, so you 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 are.、Mm. So I think you have to separate it, and and it goes with ESG. If you want to talk about environment, then you need to focus on your investment. And if you really want to make a meaningful change, then you need to look at companies that are. You know, if you are talking about environment, then I'll just give some example, right? So we have seen how EV has taken off, which is a good sign. Now, personally, I like.、Yeah. I mean,、yeah. companies like Tesla, I I think is is a bit expensive. That's my own view. But I think that if you are really investing to make a change and you are a long term investor, I think Tesla is something that you probably want to consider to go into because of the、um, they are the market leader. They are pushing boundaries in a sense. I mean,、um, before Tesla, we don't have so much people talking about EV. Today, Ferrari is talking about. I think they are planning their first electric supercar in the next few years. I think probably twenty twenty five or something like that. 
So, so we see that kind of push. Yeah. I mean, uh, aside from Tesla, I'm just give some like, options if mm-hmm. people wanted to know. Like the China-based EV players, uh, Neo, Xpeng, and Li Auto, right? Yeah. So these are these are EV players that you can also consider investing. But having said this, a lot of these EV players actually remain unprofitable, especially in China. So so it also depends on how the management navigate their financial performance. That's why I say it's not so much as an easy solution. I was reading something. Now correct me if I'm wrong. In order for them to make that battery, is the equivalent of you driving a petrol car for seven years, and you need to replace that battery every five years. That's why I say if you are really genuine about investing to make a difference, then you need to do the extra effort to find out um, all these differences in the supply chain. I'll just give an example. I mean, I was telling you how I'm seeing yeah. a lot of people that are shifting to BMW with their EV cars and all that. But in Malaysia, most of the yeah. EV stations, the, the charger is actually powered by coal. So, so if your charger is actually just running by coal, then there's not much difference. So then when you're talking about, you know, and we're talking about E right now, so environment and so on. Are there any companies that you know that are really clean, like fit within those three Venn diagrams? Right? Because I know like Teslas and EVs, they still effectively run on coal. If you want to make a difference on the uh, environment space, then you need to look at companies that are specifically doing, you know, in the environment. And I think Tesla, yes, they still, you know, it's a progress. You can't expect us from here to go here. It takes time to reshare. So you need to go from A to B to C before you reach Z, right? So it's, it's a process, and I think yeah. that's the process that um, Tesla and a lot of the EV companies are doing. I mean, yes, along the way, it's still bad, but there are still a lot of negative. I think uh, at initially, in the initial days, there were even reports about uh, forced labor um, within um, Tesla group as well. If you really wanted to, I'll go for companies that are involved in um, renewable energy, for example. Um, there are a lot, like uh, First Solar is one of them. They are actually manufacturing thin film solar panels. Then you can also look at um, Brookfield Renewables that actually operate solar energy uh, generating facilities, wind farms and hydroelectric power plants. I mean, even in Malaysia, there are some small companies that are doing it. Um, but again, you have to be very careful because um, just speaking from ex- experience, when I look at the companies that are talking about doing solar, some of them, they are just saying it. They're not really doing it. What I think is important for investors of, and our listeners to know is that the change is a process. It, it takes time. It's just like if you want to shift towards renewable, you can't just ban the oil and gas players. I think it's foolish because if there is a shortage of energy, then everything will go up. Prices, I mean, today we are already seeing it. I mean, so if you yes. were to ban it, it would be worse off. So imagine if, let's say, eight years down the road, renewable energy is not ready and oil and gas is no longer available, we'll be in deep trouble. So, so that's why I think the investing... Um, um, and community need to look into it and see, look, I want to make a change on the environment front. So I probably don't want to invest in oil and gas company. I probably don't want to invest in palm oil, which is fine because that's your interest, right? So, but you, you need mm. to, to differentiate between outright banning them and, and, and especially there are people who advocating people to ban, you know, to stop providing financing entirely yeah. I think that's not right I think it should be still a free market because I think at the end of the day I think people want to do good like I said when we started off why people want to do how come ESG came into picture because the, the millennials want to do good but but millennials need to realize that the, the process to make a difference if you look at plastic waste there are a lot of consumer giants that are actually struggling with this now Pepsi Coca-Cola they are actually, I think, the worst plastic polluters for the fourth consecutive years in, uh, I think, I can't remember what survey was that. 
and okay. and Unilever came in at third. Right. I, I love Coca-Cola. As a company, I love Coca-Cola. But if you are investing, you know, if your purpose is really on environment, then you probably want to forgo Coca-Cola. But if you want to talk about um, ESG as a whole, then you can't say Coca-Cola is no good because in terms of social, I think Coca-Cola has been doing a lot of things to ensure there's equality. And I think the social justice, um, a lot of stuff that the companies have been doing as well. And, and the governance side, I think they're one of the top notch and, and they've been consistently rewarding their shareholders over the last 60 plus say, years. So I think these are things that we need to know because it's not so much about... I mean, good companies can be good, but their businesses can just be harmful. Smoking, I think there's no excuse for a lot of people. But the thing is, if companies that are already doing tobacco, right, you can't ask them to just say, you know, BAT, for example, they, they can't just suddenly stop doing that tomorrow and switch so yeah it, it's to gonna else. take time and bear in mind they hire a lot of people and they have a lot of um practices that are very good in terms of uh, corporate governance how they actually ensure transparency in some of the areas tesla for example is impact driven now does that serve your purpose is that something you believe in and if so then go for that because if you're looking purely on the environment facts and right now to today no, it's, it's not really doing anything, but it will or it might in five or 10 years time because of the change that is driving to the industry. Yeah. So in that case, right, so when you're looking at it and you mentioned plastic waste, is is there a path in your case, right, for, for PepsiCo or, or Unilever, the big big FMCG guys, um, to come in to say, hey, we're looking to reduce plastic. This is the plan. Is that something that, you know, investors when looking at ESG can so you can see Pepsi and Coca-Cola that have actually pledged to reduce their plastic packaging, I think, by 2030. So another mm. eight years, right? Unilever actually promises to collect and process more plastic packaging. So in a sense, this is good. It helps to push companies to, to be more aware of the wastage, you know, to, to try to actually recycle and ensure that it doesn't affect the environment as, as bad. So you mentioned a little bit on supply chain. You mentioned a little bit on digging deeper. Are there, are there some things that you look at or some things you can advise on how we can go about attaining these? Reports? Okay, so, I mean, if you want to filter it, I mean, there are, I mean, there are some uh, database, like I think there's one that's called ESG Books. You can actually uh, find it online. Now, of course, if you look at a lot of, uh, I think the research houses are also issuing a lot of um, ESG with a lot of um, their own score. So their own ratings based on the, mm. what companies are doing in terms of environment, social and governance. Uh, CGS CIMB is also doing that. I think these are things that can help you to filter up, right? That's why I don't just use the word ESG, but I think if you are if you don't lump everything, right? If you're only looking at industrial sector that you are familiar with and you uh, know about or you're passionate about, then you can start from there. So you can actually search from that, which is your the industry that you're in. So it's actually easier that way. Of course, um, first round of filter usually is done through, um, I, I actually use uh, the likes of ESG books, um, Bloomberg, and of course, the research reports that are available in the market. So, but I still think at the end of the day, like I said, you can't really simplify it if you are, if you are really interested in investing to make a difference. Because then, yeah. Yeah. if you're not doing the hard work, then you're actually the first investor, the first time. You're there, you, you recognize the importance of ESG, but you didn't want to do the hard work to find out. <laughs> and, 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 and you wanted... So, so in a sense, you're only trying to tap on the rally and, uh, and the focus on ESG. So, so I'm saying is that you, you need to know that difference. I, I always believe you have to know the objective. It's just like 
whether you are investing or you are trading, whether you are gambling or you are actually investing. So those things you we must differentiate very clearly. And even for this, we, we need to know where we are, where we are. Let's talk about um Meta, Facebook. Yeah. I, I think there yeah. are quite a lot of people who don't like Facebook nowadays to talk about um you know Mark Zuckerberg trying to dominate, you know, privacy stuff like that, you know. So there are a lot of negative sentiment against him, but personally I'm a fan. I'm a fan. So so this is where my social value is probably different from yours. So I think Facebook actually amplifies the good and the bad. It actually depends on whether the users wanted to do it for good or bad. I think what Meta, what Facebook did is that it actually opens up a lot of opportunities to, for small businesses to try. So, so it actually opens that opportunity for them to, to become better. And it allows that inclusive you know, um, growth for the local community. Of course, again... A lot of people disagree with me on this. So it's so personal, really, because it, it touches your heart. Yeah, I mean, right. earlier, I think we talked about Absolutely. the Nike and H&M and they talk about the labor issue in China. Now, look, I'll, I'll be very yes. honest, I'm yeah. not in China, so I wouldn't know, right? So, but if people in China say that, you know, no, this is actually a West, Western propaganda to, you know, I'll tell you, I, I don't have an exact answer which is telling the truth because I'm not there, right? Yeah. I, I think most investors will not yes. be there. So these are... Areas that are even harder for us to define. So is it, is is are the things that, uh, you know, Nike, H and M, are they doing the right thing, or is it better for Apple and Intel, you know, that keep quiet on issues like that? So so these are areas that you know investors have to decide, you know, based on their value system, what they believe in, and and move from there. So so I I think that's very important to to look into. Yeah, I think one one additional point right now, obviously with the with the Russia Ukraine crisis and stuff like this, and a lot of companies, a lot of US based companies, had to yep. pull up of of Russia, right? And we know, like I think McDonald's is one of the last few to do that because they're earning a lot of money. And so, I believe that's what is driving um, the companies to pull up because of of that. And of course, it's it's not just investing; it's also because of branding. They're also concerned that consumers will boycott them. I think that's very important. So so like I say, I mean. Like even the Russia-Ukraine issues, right? Whether pulling out, is it the right thing to do or not? I think that's also debatable, you know? If you're passionate about those stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll be very honest with you. I'm not exactly very passionate about some of those things that I, I, I mentioned, some of the more sensitive topic. Because I, the, the part of the reason is because I, I don't have a clear uh, knowledge on understanding on how things are at, at those places. I mean, we talked a little bit about environment, we talked about social. Why don't we talk a little bit about governance? Um, can you give us a few few examples? Ah, I there? think governance is important. I mean, um, I mean that's part of the reasons why I joined the Edge. Um, and, you know, during the one MDB period. Now, I'm just gonna give an example, mm. right? Um, I think this example is simple. We just talk about one MDB issue in Malaysia. It involves <laughs> the big banks like you know Goldman Sachs, and and I think the bank has to pay about three billion dollars over the one MDB corruption scandal. But what baffles me is the lack mm. of communication of what went wrong. I mean, up to today, we don't heard. The bank coming out and say, you know, we have, um, you know, these are areas that we have failed to do, to recognize. Because this is not corruption in a small scale. This is a very big scale. And it's not just one person. It involves a lot of different parties. People will still play around with the loopholes. You know, the smart ones will try to break the I think the talking is the starting point, especially when it comes to governance. Because it involves a lot of different layers. And, and we need to be a realist in the sense that you can't expect things to just turn around immediately. But... There, there are a lot of uh, companies that, I mean, if you look at the annual reports, if you look at the cash 
the, the, the way that they return back the dividends and all that. Those are signs that you look into yeah. for companies yeah. that actually have a strong corporate governance. And I honestly prefer companies that acknowledge their mistakes rather than companies that don't. I, I think in, in recent times, we, mm. there is, in Malaysia, I'm not sure if you heard of this company, uh, Sabah Dynamic. No, I haven't. It's an, it's an oil and gas company anyway. So apparently there, there, there is an allegation against them that they actually uh, manipulated their books. So, um, but what happened was that right. they actually sue um, the regulators as well. Yeah, so, so there, there, there isn't much details that are being uh, talked about as well. So if I am an investor, I will not touch companies like that. Because I, like I told you, I believe that the capital market is capable of doing good. I mean, it, it might be a process. It can take five years, 10 years, but it will be there because eventually people will know if it's a fraud, eventually people will find out it's a fraud. You can't run away because it's there to fill in the gap eventually, yes. right? So yeah, yeah, investors yeah, yeah, need yeah, to look at the track record and, and see companies that have consistently proven themselves, which is part of the reason why, Rakesh, I don't invest in IPO. Because there is no track record that I can see. Cool. So I mean, this this leading towards a, a very you know a very good segue again into into conclusions, right? So if I can just quickly summarize, um, you know, as a TLDR for for our coconuts out there, is the fact that ESG investing, firstly, it was clumped together, right? The regulations are still not certain, and as a result, it's it's a very very gray area, right? I think that's that's the first first point I want to make. So when it's a gray area, companies can take advantage of that, right? And you get the branding for, for ESG, ETF, for example, but really it's just tech stocks, right? Or uh, this or that. But if you are a true you know, uh, ESG and want to make a difference in terms of you know, economic, social, or even the governance, then it's up to your value system to determine which is your priority and how you will invest. Because if you're looking for all three to be in the green, right? So right, right in the center of the three green uh, Venn diagrams, then it will never exist and you'll never invest into the stock market. Well, I learned definitely a fair bit on prioritizing, right? Uh, economic, social governance, and then looking ahead. For example, with Tesla, for example, with Unilever, right? What is their plan to reduce plastic, right? I know, for example, in Singapore, when they got rid of straws, um, <laughs> we're like, it's just straw, right? But it's, it's good to know. And what you brought to the table today is, you know what? They are aware of it. It's starting somewhere. And then slowly we're seeing changes, right? Yep. Yep. Awesome. Coconuts. Hope you learned a thing or two as usual. Uh, love to find out any more of your comments. So if you do have any comments, please slide into our DMs as you know, um, hello at the financial coconut or Instagram or Facebook. Yeah. Have a good one from Billy and I. Bye. Bye. Hey, Coconuts. So I hope you learned something useful today. Definitely recognize that investing is a personal decision. We are not giving you recommendations here, but are always happy to geek out with you about different interesting companies and trends for the future. This series definitely has a lot more depth than terms, and we want you to tell us what stock to analyze. So if you have any feedback or ideas, do drop us a line through our socials or email us at hello at thefinancialcoconut.com. See you in our next episode.